Well, again, I pray that um, each of us had a safe and, and a blessed Christmas. And, and for many of us, it was blessed, but it was interesting. In fact, it was a most unexpected Christmas. Because for many of us, it was a COVID Christmas. Christmas week, as, as, as we were ramping up for what we anticipated to be another Christmas of family and, and fellowship, suddenly, suddenly, beloved, we were, we were shocked in our household. We were shocked by the reminder that we are still in the midst of a pandemic. I think we tended to forget that. I think we tended to get a little lax in that regard. And but the very week of Christmas, we were shocked back into that reality. On Monday, December 20th, at the beginning of that Christmas week, COVID came to our home for the first time, and by weeks in, everyone in our household had tested positive. Similar reports were coming from many of you and your homes as well, as we were reminded once again that the surge and spread of the coronavirus had indeed really been the subject of much of the news reports that we have been hearing and uh, encouragement for more safety protocols. But now the virus and its sicknesses had hit home. And the canceling of basketball and football games and Christmas parties out in the world suddenly gave way to the canceling of church service last week here at East Point Church. But thankfully, by the mercies of God and, and through the prayers of the saints, our home has experienced some healing grace. And I praise God again for similar reports coming from many of your homes as well. And yet even still, as we are experiencing some healing grace this morning, we are still not fully present. We continue to allow for a full recovery <clears throat> For many of our families. But nevertheless, we are thankful, we are grateful that we are able to pivot to the medium of our live stream, which allows us to be present even when we are absent from each other. We are blessed that we can maintain this virtual option. And we are reminded then that even though the storm is raging, there remains blessings in the midst of the storm. 
Beloved, the reality is this. There is a storm cloud called COVID that continues to hang over us. And it seems that every day it, it wants to break forth in new winds and new rains that multiply our troubles and our worries. And yet still, for a few minutes this morning, I want to remind us that there are blessings in the midst of the storm. I know it doesn't always seem that way, and I am sure the 12 disciples didn't feel that way when the storm suddenly came upon them. But they soon learned, and I pray that we might learn as well. The account is a familiar one this morning. It comes to us again from Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 through 27. It is a brief but powerful retelling of Jesus with his disciples on a boat in the midst of a great storm. Verse verse 23 reads, And when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great storm on the sea, so that the boat was being swamped by the waves. But he was asleep. And they went and woke him, saying, Save us, Lord, we are perishing. And he said to them, Why are you afraid, O you of little faith? Then he rose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. And the men marveled, saying, What sort of man is this, that even the winds and sea obey him? Just a little context, Matthew chapter 8 records for us that Jesus had had a full day of ministry, a full day of healing bodies and minds. And at the end of the day, the Bible says that Jesus and his disciples got into a boat and desired to cross over the Sea of Galilee. For you see, beloved, the next day promised to be another full and exhausting day. And so that evening, apparently, Jesus was determined. He was not only determined to get on the other side of the sea that he might continue to minister, but apparently he was determined to get some rest along the way. Get some rest along the journey. And I would think that his example of wanting to get some rest along the way should have encouraged his disciples to do the same. It was supposed to be a quick voyage, but long enough 
to get some shut-eye. But in the midst of the trip, the Bible says, a great storm arose upon the sea. The waves crashed against the boat. The winds blew them off course. The boat began taking on water. Like it says in Gilligan Island, right? The weather started getting rough. The tiny ship was tossed. The disciples feared for their lives. They thought all would be lost. They thought all would be lost. The storm was great. Their concern was even greater. The winds were great. Their worry and fear <clears throat> were even greater still. But this is what storms do, isn't it? This is what storms do. Storms create anxiety. Storms create fear. Thunderstorms, lightning storms, tornadoes, hurricanes, firestorms. They create fear. They create anxiety. They create worry because they remind us that we are not in control and that we often live our lives at the whims of the winds of this life. And we are naturally afraid. We are naturally afraid of what we cannot control. And yet, we are reminded here in the Bible that even in the storm, there is the blessing that is reminding us that though we are not in control, there is one who yet is. And so whether it is a storm of COVID, or whether it's a storm of cancer, or whether it's just car trouble, beloved, Jesus reminds us this morning that there are blessings even in the midst of the storm. There is the blessing of his assured presence. And there is the blessing of answered prayer. You see his assured presence in the midst of the storm. When, when the Lord got into the boat, the Bible says in, in chapter 8 and, and verse 23, it says that his disciples followed him. <clears throat> this is what disciples do. This is what a disciple is. A disciple is one who follows Jesus. This is what it means to be a disciple. This is the calling upon all disciples. When, when Jesus first called his first disciples, the calling was clear. In Matthew 4 and 19, it was very simple. He looked at those men and he said, come, follow me. Follow me. This is why the disciples sing. Where he leads me, I will follow. Where he leads me, I will follow. Where he leads me, I will follow. I'll go with him, with him, all the way. 
Beloved, the good news about following Jesus is that you are following Jesus. And where he leads, there he is. Jesus does not send his disciples into the storm. Jesus leads his disciples into the storm. Jesus goes with them into the storm. When the storm starts raging, have no doubt, Jesus is there. When the winds of change begin to blow, have no doubt, Jesus is there. When your life begins taking on water, have no doubt, Jesus is there. Now, this is important. This is important to remember because sometimes it seems like God is not there. How often have you heard people, and perhaps you have done the same, how often has the question been raised in times of trouble and heartache and pain? The question is, where is God? Where was God on the morning of 9-11 when thousands lost their lives? Where was God in the years of the Holocaust when millions lost their lives to the evil of Nazi Germany? Where was God during the voyage of the Middle Passage with hundreds of Thousands of Africans lost their lives to the evil hands and machinations of slave traders. Where is God during these long days of the pandemic and quarantine when we've all lost family and, and friends and thousands and hundreds of thousands have lost their lives around the world? Well, be sure. Beloved, God is not absent. His presence and power may not always be apparent, but he is not absent. Understand, the disciples were not wondering where Jesus is. Their question was not, where is Jesus? Their question is, why is Jesus? They knew where Jesus was. Jesus was with them. Jesus was on the boat. But Jesus was on the boat asleep. And so the question is not, where is Jesus? But their question is, why is Jesus asleep? Why was he asleep? Well, beloved, Jesus was asleep for two reasons. The first one is because he was weary. He was asleep because he was weary. But the second one is even more important. He was asleep because he was not worried. 
The disciples, too, were weary. But they didn't sleep because they were worried. Good sleep, beloved, is weariness without worry. That's good sleep. Tired, but not troubled. That's Jesus. That is the sleep he delights to give us this morning. You do understand that the Bible doesn't tell us not to get weary. In this world, we, like Jesus, will get weary. We get tired. The world wearies us. Our bodies weary us. Our sin wearies us. We get tired. We get weary. The Bible does not say that you won't grow weary, but the Bible reminds us not to worry. It's what Jesus reminds his disciples in John chapter 14 in verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God? Believe also in me. Don't be troubled. In Matthew 6 and 26, he reminds us that God cares for the birds of the air. He clothes and takes care of the birds of the air. And then in verse 26, he reminds us that you and I are more valuable to God than birds. Because as 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7 reminds us, that we can cast our cares and anxieties and worries upon him because the Lord our God cares for us. That's important because COVID has wearied us. I was weary and tired this past week. I was weary of my cough. And if I'm honest this morning, I'm still a little weary. I am weary of masks. I am weary of Zoom. Many of you are weary of virtual learning. We all get weary of social distancing. But though I am weary this morning, I am also reminded that there is no need to worry. Christ is with us. We may have to social distance, but Christ is not social distancing this morning. We may have to wear a mask, but Christ is not wearing a mask this morning. He is not worried because he is with us. And whatever we have to do, the one thing that he doesn't want us to do is worry. Worry. We have his assured presence. He is with us. He has not left us 
in the storm. You never have to worry where Jesus is. He's with you. He's with you. And if you have his presence, then you also, you also have answered prayer. Answered prayer. When the disciples woke Jesus, notice what they said. They woke Jesus and said, Lord, we are about to perish. Lord, help us. In verse 25, Lord, we are perishing. Lord, save us. And notice what Jesus replied in verse 26. Why are you afraid? Oh, you of little faith. The disciples were anxious, beloved. They were concerned. They were afraid, like many of us are. Afraid to go get tested for fear of the result. Afraid to ever think that it could be coronavirus. Afraid of what might happen, of what could happen. Afraid that the storm might overwhelm and overtake. The disciples were afraid. They had little faith. Now, we often criticize the disciples. And rightly so. But I do want to make an important point this morning. And that is the disciples had little faith. But little faith is no better, it's better than no faith at all. I want to say that again. Little faith is better than no faith at all. For ask yourself the question. How much faith does it take? Just a little. How much faith does it take to call on Jesus? Just a little. How much faith does it take to go to Jesus? Just a little. How much faith does it take to pray? Just a little. How much faith does it take to be saved this morning? Just a little. How much faith does it take for Jesus to answer? Just a little. How much faith does it take for Jesus to calm the storm in our lives? Just a little. How much faith did it take for the disciples to go to Jesus and for Jesus to save them? Just a little. Just a little. Beloved, sometimes a little faith is all you have. And yet, beloved, a little faith is all it takes. 
in the midst of a storm, all it takes is just a little faith to call on Jesus. All it takes is a little faith to say, Lord, help me. All it takes is a little faith to say, Jesus, save us. In the midst of a storm, have a little faith. Take a little walk. Have a little talk with Jesus. The song says, I may have doubts and fears. My eyes may fill with tears, but Jesus is a friend who watches day and night. I go to him in prayer, and he knows my every care. And just what? Just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. So now let us have a little talk with Jesus and tell him all about our troubles. He will hear our what? Our faintest cry. And he will answer by and by. And now when you feel a little prayer will turn in and you know a little fire is burning, just have a little talk with Jesus. Makes it right. But I don't know. I don't know when COVID will let up. We, we, we pray. We pray for the Lord our God to lift this storm. But until he does, until he is pleased to do so, let us remember that we have the blessing of Jesus' presence. And we have the blessing of answered prayer. And all it takes is a little faith and a little talk with Jesus to make it right. Let's pray.